Mikey, Mikey and Rimmy Yum. A show about the serious and not so serious parts of our edible world. Let's eat. Oh, hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you so... Oh, oh, yeah, don't stop. Don't stop. You can keep going. It's fine. Thank you. Oh, one more. Oh, you're embarrassing me. This is too much. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mikey and Rin Eat In. This is Mikey. I'm without Corinne right now. She is off working uh, while I'm editing the show and slaving away at making this beautiful product for you beautiful people. Today, we have a great show for you. We have our friend Jimmy from the Revel Meat Company, um, a wonderful slaughterhouse and butcher shop and all sorts of things in the Portland, Oregon area. And we're going to talk to him about meat and what does it mean to eat meat and to kill meat and raise meat and all the kind of elements of, of what it takes to be kind of like a conscientious meat eater. We eat a lot of meat in our house. I would say as a percentage, it's probably less than, I don't know, it's probably less than half of what we actually eat. I think our plates are usually kind of meat as a side, meat not as a main as much. And we try to, I don't know, I think we try to design our our meals around the vegetables and the things that are in season in our area, which I think is a really awesome way to eat because... I, let's just be fucking real. Meat is energy intensive. It's kind of hard on our planet, uh, but it's so fucking delicious. It's so good that um, I don't know. I want to feel good about eating it, and I want to feel like I'm buying it from someone that I trust, who's raising the animals in a really, you know, kind of healthy and happy way. And you know, they're gonna die at the end of their lives, so that I can eat them. And so I want to make sure that they're also being. Uh, harvested or slaughtered in a way that's respectful to the fact that they're a living creature. And um, I don't know, not everybody is doing that. And there's a lot of scary stories that I think we hear throughout the the world of meat and the world of, you know, these gigantic companies that are, I don't know, just doing gross things. And at the end of the day, I just think, you know, a lot of it is for money, but it's also just not paying respect to the fact that there's a, a loss of a life. There's a loss of, of an animal's life that that is dying so that you can have your fucking chicken nuggets. So I don't want people to feel guilty about eating meat, but I do want to have people feel a little bit more intentional around where they're getting their meat. And if you can't get good meat, then maybe don't eat meat as much. That's all I got. That's my platform. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Also on today's episode, we are going to talk with Jimmy about his favorite celebrity crush, his biggest celebrity crush, the meal that he would make for them. And also we have one of the world famous, famous, nearly impossible Mikey and Rennie Din Mikey quiz. This one's the Mikey meat quiz. Pull up uh, some beef jerky and some some chicken nuggets, some nicely made chicken nuggets, and um, you know just listen to our conversation, have some laughs, have some fun times, and as always, you can go to mikeyandrin.com um, and check out kind of what are the things that are going on in our world. You can also go the kind of the best thing is Instagram at Mikey and Rin, or you can reach out to us either through Instagram or at Let's Eat at mikeyandrin.com. Let us know your thoughts. We've gotten some really cool emails and messages from people lately about just kind of some collaborations that we've been doing, things they want us to talk about. 
And, you know, we are a, we're a show for you ultimately. So if you have something that you want to hear us talk about, something that you want to hear come out of this beautiful mouth, let us know. We love you. Hope you guys are great. Hope you enjoy the show. Ta-ta. Right now. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mikey and Rin Eat In. This is Mikey. This is Rin. And we have a homie on the show. We've got uh, our boy Jimmy from Revel Meat, also just from Portland Life and drinking too many beers together and just being <laughs> awesome, handsome, generally large penis gentleman in the world. Uh, Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for the introduction. Got um, quite the intro, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Um, you know, all true things. All true things. Too many beers. Small all penis. true statements. Yeah. yeah. All true statements. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jimmy um, owns. I might even. I might mess these things up, but sure, Jimmy owns it. Rebel Meats. Why don't you tell? Why don't you just tell us about it? Sure. Um, I own Rebel Meat Company. We are a USDA slaughterhouse and processing facility located in Canby, about 30 minutes outside of Portland. Um, mm-hmm. We process um, for about 70 or so small to mid-sized ranchers in the Northwest. Uh, we also partner mm. with some ranchers to raise animals for Revel Meat Company specifically and sell those to restaurants and at the butcher shop in Portland and realistically anywhere we fucking can. Right. <laughs> tell, and tell me about, so like, what was the thing that led you to, because you were a chef before you were doing meat, right? Sure. I grew up in New York. Uh, my old man actually yeah. owned a USDA processing facility. No slaughter involved there. Oh. That was, yeah, on the lower west side of Manhattan in the meatpacking district. Um, so I did have some okay. experience in that growing up. Um, but when I was 13, I got a job at a restaurant washing dishes and doing the thing um really wanted to be involved in restaurants and went down that path really had no thought of coming back to the meat world but yeah look at me now (laughs) yeah what was was it yeah what was it that brought you back um myself and a few other folks had moved to canby and we were farming and realizing that more and more of these small slaughterhouses were closing throughout the state and throughout the country. And mm-hmm. we were having more and more trouble getting our animals processed under USDA inspection and met the previous mm-hmm. owners of the plant here in Canby, um, who were 66, 67 years old and ready to retire. And their kids wanted nothing to do with it. Um, and yeah. ended up talking to Ben Meyer, my business partner, and he was honestly the only one that I could think of that was crazy enough to buy a slaughterhouse in Oregon. And he, <laughs> yeah. he, he gave it the thumbs up and we went for it. Uh, it took about two years to Tight. get the deal done. Um, succession plans outside of family are not the easiest things in the mm. world to do. Um, but you know, it was a lot. Of so were you able to take years. over there? Were you able Random to take over their USDA licensing? Yep. Yeah. Yes, we were. Um, we eventually, a couple of years ago, changed um, the ownership on that licensing for it to be just Ben and I um, and switched the percentages around. But we've kept the previous owner um, on at a small percentage just to kind of keep her in the swing of things and you know help us during the transition, which we're kind of through now. 
um, and it was a little bit easier to keep our grant of inspection going to keep her on board. Mm. Tight. What's the, I mean, I would imagine there's many, (laughs) but what are some of the challenges of being a small anything? But it's like, it strikes me that a small slaughterhouse, there would just be a myriad of shit that comes up that's really difficult to navigate and just hard to stay afloat, I would imagine. There is a myriad of shit. Um, literally and figuratively, <laughs> um, we we really walk that fine line between a shit covered farm animal and a clean piece of meat on a daily basis. Um, it's a beautiful thing, but um, it is you know the 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 meat industry is definitely aimed towards the big guys. Um, the mm-hmm. the rules and regulations that USDA set in place um, all come out of larger meat packers trying to get away with shit and them catching them. But um, now we all have to abide by those rules, even though we are trying to do the right thing and put out a really safe, clean, excellent product. Um, so it's a little tricky and it, there's some serious nuance going on with working hand in hand with the USDA. We've got an inspector on site mm-hmm. five days a week. They have their own office. Oh, wow. Um, they are there all the time. They inspect all the processing rooms every morning before we get started. Um, it's, wow. Yeah, it's no joke. And it took us a little while to kind of get in the swing of that and really understand what um, what the right moves were to, to ensure that we had a great working relationship with these folks. Um, it's not like mm-hmm. it was back in the day. Um, I remember being a kid and going down to my dad's plant and they fucking hated the USDA inspectors and they were at each other's mm. throats all the time. Um, that's not how it goes anymore. <laughs> Everyone needs to get along. Everyone wants to get their job mm. done. And, you know, we, we've got a new inspector every six months or so, and it kind of goes up and down with how pencil pushy they are. Um, but all in all, is, is know, that, is that a rule about that? Do, do they have to be cycled out that frequently or is it just, they, or they because... don't have, they don't have to be. Um, it keeps yeah. everyone nice and truthful and, uh, everyone on their game. Okay. Um, mm. it kind of depends. We're in a yeah. small circuit here and we only have one inspector in our plant. You know, you think about a plant, a Tyson plant or a Washington beef plant or one of the bigger guys. Uh, yeah. they've got, 20 plus inspectors in those plants. Um, so okay. it's a little different being a small guy just because we only have one inspector. We really get to kind of know and understand how to work with them. Um, and also, you know, feel out what, what works and doesn't work. Um, but other than and that, there, and that one person is the same person that's with you. Like, are they w- at your plant all day? Yep, all day, every day. When so we're you, slaughtering, uh, we slaughter three days a week, and we process yeah. five days a week. So when we're slaughtering, okay. I saw that, Mikey. Keep your fingers out of your nose, will you? Oh, no, I pick my nose all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, That this is, is not allowed in the slaughterhouse, I would no, imagine. No, no. I'm 100% no. Uh, a proud nose picker, and I, I, I did it on the plane. <laughs> like, I was on the plane the other day, and I had my mask on, and I like, pulled my mask aside just to pick my nose. And the person next to me, I think, looked at me like a monster, and I'm like, I don't know. You if you're are not- a monster for doing that on a plane. <laughs> oh, That's fuck disgusting. That. If I wasn't, well, what's less monstrous? Blowing my nose? Yeah, go in the restroom uh, well, and I don't get have up. a moment. 
No, I'm a window guy, so I'd sit in the window, pick my nose, watch Ozark, and they can all go fuck themselves. Do you stick Great. it to the window afterwards? Um, surfaces. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the end of the ride, I have, like, my name, Mikey, in cursive on the window in Bogers. Oh, that's so gross. Wow. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Grow up. That's so gross. <laughs> um, hey, I just want to take a pause. Jump in. Take one, one pause for a second. Jimmy, are you directly hooked up to your computer? I am directly hooked up to my computer. Your internet? How's okay, the cool. internet? I'm just watching. Your Mediocre. internet is. Your internet is. Well, it's just fluctuating in and out. And it's um, it's going from like red to green to orange. And so, anyways, it's it's all good. If you're already, if you're it, hard lined in, it I might. I keep it fucking rainbow over yep. here and we're out in the sticks. Okay. Here in Canby. And the internet <laughs> <fucking> sucks. Tight. <laughs> It's all good. It might just, I, I'll probably just have to like mush some things together in the edit, but it, it'll be totally fine. <laughs> That's it. That's um, it. You, you know, mentioning like Tyson and Washington Beef and the big guys, you you must have just such intimate relationships with the your meat purveyors too, right? Like the ranchers and um, where where you're actually sourcing the meat right i mean that's that feels super unique too than this like big kfo situation where tyson sources from and um, we, d- we do yeah. absolutely Can you talk about that um sure yeah we work hand in hand with these ranchers um sometimes mm-hmm. some might say too closely with these ranchers. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, up our fucking asses all the time. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we 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 do work hand in hand, uh, especially the animals that go through the program that get sold under the Revel Meat Company label. We know exactly where they come from, what they ate, how they lived, mm. how they were treated. Um, it's really why we're doing what we're doing and, you know, looking yeah. at even, even the other kind of smaller quote unquote or midsize processors around here. Um, and some of the meat companies around here and stuff like that, that are smaller guys still are, you know, they buy boxed meat from IVP and from Tyson and from the bigger plants. Mm. They mm. don't, none of it is local. None of it is no one knows where the hell that shit's coming from. Um, we yeah. really got into this, you know, Ben and I, neither one of us are farmers or slaughtermen or any of that shit. Um, we got into this to see these plants stay alive, to make sure that, you know, really great small ranchers had access to market in cities like Portland. Um, and awesome. through that, we want to be able to sell and stand behind a product that we absolutely know where it came from and, and, how it was treated and mm-hmm. all those good things. Um, and that's not something many people can do. What are your standards for who you guys will work with? Um, right now, we only have one beef producer and one pork producer. And I okay. kind of steer away from saying that we have standards. What we what Revel Meat Company doesn't want to do as we continue to grow um, is just say, hey, trust us. We vet these farmers and ranchers. Mm. We think they're really great. So just buy a Rebel Meat Company product and you know it's going to be good. Um, as we continue Dope, to grow, yeah. we're actually working on a traceability program right now where we'll be able to track each animal down to the package. And we already can through pen and paper, but through QR codes and barcodes and things like that, a little bit more user-friendly and cool. user-friendly for the end consumer. So that as we continue That's to grow, so we will need to bring on another beef rancher or we will need to bring on another pork producer. Mm. You know, Greg, the guy that raises all the pigs for us, he's about maxed out at what he can produce right now. 
Um, mm. So mm. as we grow, instead of pushing him to grow, we'll get another really great rancher that we feel is doing an awesome job at what they do. Um, but we want to be able to trace that all the way through down to the package and kind of brand it so that the end consumer could pick up a package of bacon and be like, oh, shit, this is from XYZ Farm. That's really cool. Um, mm. Still still yeah. having kind of the overarching umbrella of Revel Meat Company and the brand, but not just saying like, look, guys, everything we do is really great. You should trust us. Maybe we have some different mm-hmm. ranchers that are raising mm-hmm. animals differently, and you, the consumer, gets to choose. I personally like grain-finished beef. What I don't like is shitty cafe mm. beef that have been eating each other for the last three months. Um, but mm. it's hard, hard to figure out the difference in those when it comes to being yeah, in a supermarket sure. or a butcher shop or something like that. You you end up you know putting a lot of trust in the person that's selling you that product. Yeah. Well, and let's and let's talk about like eating meat. I mean, I know that there's you know we obviously like live in Portland, and there's a lot of people that have chosen not to eat meat here. And um, I mean, do you think I, I kind of have a feeling? Yeah, <laughs> but, but but I kind of I'm I mean, kidding. That's, I'm kidding. That's, I kind really of like vegetables. No, 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 but. But I kind of, I mean, I agree with you on some level in that I feel like it's kind of like taking your ball and going home. Like, it's like you're not voting. You're not a part of making the system better if you're just opting out. And so, like, what I usually say to people is, like, eat less meat, but eat better meat. So, like, all of the meat that's in our house right now is from you or is from Tails and Trotters. Like, yeah, we have everything. Like, we we know oops our doggies excited about the meat um but we have you know we we have chosen to be really specific about the meat that we choose to eat in our house and the idea that like you know we kind of use meat as a as a seasoning or meat as a side um so we try to eat less meat but the meat that we eat is is you know it's properly raised it's properly slaughtered and we you know on some of them know where it came from so do, i mean do you think that there's uh that people should just have a higher bar for the meat the quality of the meat that they're eating and if they have to eat kfo meat or nasty tice meat or whatever maybe just fucking don't <laughs> um absolutely i think <laughs> less meat and better meat no question about it i think it's Pretty unrealistic to think that everyone in the world right now could just buy better meat and eat less of it. But if we're we're talking about our nice little cute-ass privileged Portland bubble, then yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And if you want to be a vegan or a vegetarian or whatever because you don't like meat, because it doesn't work well in your gut system, because you love fluffy animals, go for it. But I think you're right, Mikey, in saying that... You don't you don't really have a say in this matter then. You're you're opting out. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely opting out. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. health reasons, whatever. There are plenty of reasons not to eat meat. Honestly, Ben, my business partner, was vegan for ten years. He was a shitty little oh, wow. hardcore kid, vegan straight edge. Maybe he wasn't straight edge. I don't know. Wow. I'm gonna lie about him a awesome. lot on this show today. <laughs> um, but he was vegan for ten years and um wanted to start eating meat and decided that if he was going to start eating meat, he wanted to understand more about it and where it was coming from and stuff like that. Mm. Then ended up getting Mm. a job um, cutting meat. Uh, I think his first job was at new seasons when he started to uh, eat meat again. And that took him awesome through owning 
half a dozen or so restaurants in the Portland area sourcing super responsibly from farms and ranches um, and really, really diving in and now owning a slaughterhouse where every once in a blue moon, I still catch him wearing his beanie that says meat is murder on it. Um, <laughs> I love that. And uh, we kind of joke around about this a little bit, but honestly, let's be completely fucking real here it is no question about yeah, it and i think it is murder understanding sure. that and and understanding that there are folks out there that are doing it well and humanely mm. as humanely as we all can um obviously mm. that final second there's there's no humane way to do that but um keeping animals really nice and calm and treating them well while they're in our possession is what we strive for 110 percent mm. um that's huge and yeah i think you know, if you're going to eat meat and especially if you enjoy eating meat, you should have some understanding of where that comes from. Mm. You know, when I mm. talk to people that don't like touching raw chicken, like, well, you know what? Then you shouldn't fucking eat it. Period. Mm. I'm curious how your relationship with meat has changed. Um I eat the shit out of it. Owning a slaughterhouse. So much. <laughs> you do. So much meat. <laughs> Nonstop. Do meat. you feel like it's changed <laughs> since, you know, like I, you had experience in a slaughterhouse when you were a kid and then you were a chef, but do you feel like it's changed now that that's your day to day, literally carving up carcass? Um, has it changed? Um, only it's only become a greater appreciation of what the farmers mm. and ranchers do to raise these animals. Um, I think mm. the more you learn and the deeper you get into this world, the more, you know, unbelievable it is to see folks doing it the right way. Um, and understanding more about just the meat industry in general, it's usually mm. pretty scary. The things you find out. Um, and, mm. You know, the the larger meat companies hands down do things that none of us want to think about. And they've done a really great job of putting up a nice iron curtain around what they do. Um, only over the last couple of years, honestly, through COVID, has anyone even realized like, huh, we should probably take a little bit of a closer look at what's going on here. Um, <laughs> and the large meat companies have absolutely done that purposefully. Um, yeah, you know, not sure. that we've got our back door open and, you know, a sign out saying like, Hey, we're killing beef today. Anyone want to come in and check it out? But, um, we are really open <laughs> about those sorts of things. You know, if, if yeah. a rancher wants to come in and see our process or, you know, someone that we're selling meat to, um, absolutely. Yeah. The door's always open for that sort of stuff. Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, but the, I think that's, in, it's an interesting way of thinking about it though. Cause I mean, you're just, your, your relationship with meat has become more complex. I was just going to say that I remember the first time that I was involved with a pig slaughter. Um, it was a mobile pig slaughter in Napa and, you know, brought the, the truck out. And I think we, I think we harvested like six piggies, but I was like nervous about it. Cause I was like, holy shit, dude, I eat so much pig. And I was like, is this going to ruin me forever? Like, am I never going to want to eat at pork again? And the set, we got done with slaughtering the six pigs and all I wanted to do was eat pork chops or bacon. Or <laughs> I was like hungry for pig. And, you know, and, and I think one of the reasons for it was that I saw the way that the, you know, the person who slaughtered the pigs was like super professional and did it in a way that was really like, you could tell he respected the pigs. And, um, 
And at the end of the day, I think I'm just, I'm a meat eater. Like I love meat. It serves my body well. I, I process it well personally. And so it's like, I don't know. All, I literally went from there and I ate like my weight in sausages. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, when I, the first day I worked at the plant um, was a lamb slaughter day. And I kind mm. of, I, myself and Julia and I think Leah might have been there. Um, we had had a meeting with the previous owners. This was before we took over, before yeah. we even said yes. And I kind of asked Chris, the previous owner, I was like, well, what where, what do you guys need help with? And she said, Mondays we cut lamb and Wednesdays we slaughter lamb. Those are the two days that we need help. It was a Tuesday. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll start tomorrow. So I went down. Tight. Worked a lamb slaughter day and was blown away these folks have been slaughtering animals for the past 40 something years and the care Mm. that they took in it um Mm. they still raise animals themselves it was just so amazing to see what they did and i you know going into it i was like well you know i've had a a small amount of experience in slaughter done a handful of on-farm slaughters a little bit back east um Mm. but you know, I was walking in here like this could be really fucking weird. We're about to kill forty. <laughs> this could ruin me forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like who knows? Um, I got home that night and a I was exhausted. Like couldn't even pick my <laughs> arms up over my head. Exhausted, um, but just so blown away with the operation um, and wanted nothing more than to you know dive in head first into this. That's so cool. And is that how you, like, did you sort of apprentice with them for a while before you fully took over? Because it's like, I mean, you could call it that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ben and I were trying to buy the business like flat out right away. We were like, cool, Uh sounds Uh good. Let's make a deal here. We're going to take over. We'll take over managing Mm -hmm. ownership right away. This and that and the other thing. And I think Chris, the woman who owned it before us, was kind of like, yeah, sure you will, you fucking idiots. Um, no, what we'll do <laughs> is, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, come hither under Auntie Chris's wing. Um, yes, I love that. <laughs> so we, as as frustrating as some days were, uh, we worked for $15 an hour and were pretty much her employees for about two years. Um, while we nice. worked on paperwork yeah. and gained her trust. I mean, she had the only fucking set of keys to the building. And 19 <laughs> months later, when we signed paperwork, yes. she handed me the keys. That was like her thing. I mean, she would show up every morning, four o'clock in the morning, turn the coffee pot wow. on. Like she had her routine. This was her entire life. Um, so that's amazing. I think, you know. We were obviously ready to rock and roll, and we wanted to update things and change things. I mean, there wasn't internet in there. There was a rotary phone in there. That's it. That was all the technology that was inside that building. (laughs) Awesome. But, like, fuck me. We're trying to run a business here. (laughs) Of course. A laptop would be (laughs) Going back in time. Yeah. Right. Um, So there was a lot of that updating. Yeah, she's pretty. She is something else. Um, but there was definitely a lot of that, you know, push and pull over those 19 months of like, Chris, can we please throw all this bullshit away? Like, can we get another Mm. desk in this office? Like what Mm. that I'm going to 
photocopy these things and start working on making these in Google Drive. You don't need to know what that means. It doesn't fucking matter. So yeah, just give matter. me the paperwork. Um, it's so great. But it was an unbelievable learning experience. And Ben and I look back on it now and just kind of chuckle to ourselves. Like, yeah, we really thought we'd just jump right into this, huh? Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> good, good try. Just- can, can people that are not in the Portland area access rebel meat? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> is what I'm going to okay. say. Okay. Um, okay. There yeah. is okay. one company that we work with that was talking about doing some nationwide shipping and things like that. I don't, mm. I, I don't really love the idea of that. Um, we're a local yeah. business. Yeah, a lot. We're, we're yeah. here yep. supporting local farms. Um, someday when we open a plant in New York, then my friends and family in New York will be able to get our bacon and things like that right mm. now. Fuck off. Well, can, can you, can you give, <laughs> can you give people a, like a insider's point of view on wherever they live in the country? Like what's the best way to get quality meat? What's the best mm. way for them to like intentionally go after meat? That's, that's raised properly and is local. That's a good question. Um, honestly, farmer's market, trying to find a meat yeah. purveyor at, or, a, you know, someone who's selling meat at a farmer's market, talk to them. Even if they only sell chickens, they probably know someone that sells beef um, and go direct yeah. to that farm. That's really the only way okay. to do it. Um, there are cool. very few supermarkets or butcher shops or anything like that across the country. I shouldn't say very few, but not a ton that I know of off the top of my head that I could point anyone in, in the proper direction. Right. Um, but, but starting there, okay. get your foot in the door with some farmer, even if it's a vegetable farmer, they probably know someone that's mm-hmm. raising pigs or raising beef or something like that. Um, that's cool. really the way to do it. At least for the time being. Yeah. And yeah. do you and do you think there's like we've bought we bought a half a cow last year we bought a half a pig this year I mean do you think it's there's do you think it's valuable for people to consider buying as much of an animal as they can uh, It depends um, I think it's valuable for you the consumer I don't think it's sure. valuable for the farmer to sell meat that way We've pushed most oh, of yeah, our farmers they're not making as much money No they're not making as much money They're pretty much like gotcha, wholesaling yeah. it to you and right, okay. we've pushed a lot of our farmers to stop doing quarter and half shares and start selling boxes mm. and just say like, hey, you want to spend 200 bucks Smart. on meat? I'll put together a really great box of meat for you for $200. And then okay. they can also kind of decide like, well, man, this cut sells really good at the farmer's market every weekend. I can't give, hmm. you know, for a discount that cut as many of them at least in the in the meat box so okay. they kind of balance no that that's out. well that's that's good yeah I like i like that idea i mean that's good that's good insight too because i just figured it was like oh i i figured us doing that was almost like a csa like we were like we're giving you a bunch of money up front and you know that this yep. meat's going to be sold but maybe it's just not yeah I mean, it, not it, it is and it, it depends it depends on the farmer as well like i know you bought beef yeah. from pat and pat we did, I mean, yeah. He's so dialed in. He, in the beginning of the year, knows, you know, X number of animals are going to go for custom halves and quarters. X number of animals are hmm. going to go to his, you know, farmer's market. X number of animals are going to come to us. All those things kind of fluctuate a little bit, but he's dialed that in. Yeah. He wouldn't be 
selling that's awesome. a half beef if it wasn't working for him. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, listen, Jimmy, we this has been such an awesome interview. Yes, um we so now illuminating. We now have um a meat quiz. I was going to come up with kind of a better <laughs> a better name for it, but you know, yeah, it's the Mike kind of meat quiz is great. Mike and Ren meat quiz. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have um, we have four questions, and okay. um, this is a winner take all situation. I don't know what okay. that means exactly, but um, whoever gets big the prize, mo- yeah, the most questions right gets something that's mm. fucking awesome. But I can't you know the answer right now, but it's gonna be great. Oh yeah, it's yeah, and it's and it's my answers are the correct answers. Um, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. They're um, subject- Jimmy. I, I'll let you. I'll let you into a little Mikey and Rin inside tip here. Um, okay. It's really tough to win Mikey's quizzes. Yeah. It's um, mm-hmm. nearly yeah. impossible. You basically as a matter of fact. can't. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay. I've got right. a winner so, today. I don't know what to tell you, Mikey. You better watch you the love fuck that. Out. Love that about you. You sure fucking do. Jimmy's always coming with positivity, and I really yeah. appreciate love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Winner's attitude. He's got his sweatband on, folks. He's ready. It's like fucking <laughs> he's John stretched McEnroe. his hammies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's ready. Yeah. All right. I stretch. Question number one. My hammies. Question. Question number one. Mm-hmm. No. Best meat for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Shut the. <laughs> best meat for Thanksgiving. Mm. Jimmy, you best first. Best meat for Thanksgiving. Oh, I, me first. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. No uh, best meat for Thanksgiving. I personally really like doing a big uh, pork rib loin roast. Skin on, super crispy. Mm. Uh... If I'm doing turkey, I'm going to bone it out. I'm going to cure it. I'm going to stuff it with sausage. I'm going to roll it up. I'm going to sous vide it. Whole roasted turkeys suck. Everyone knows it. Stop fucking doing it. Yep. Period. Yep. Uh, Mikey, was that the <laughs> right answer? Corinne uh, Corinne gets to answer, too. I am such a basic bitch. You are. Um, I am. And I want... Turkey. Because my grandma always did it. Yeah, I want turkey, but <laughs> then I also want I also want the brujol that she made too. So mm, there you go. I want there you go turkey. Okay, okay. and brujol. By the way, Jimmy, my grandfather was a butcher, and so we always had really gorgeously butchered meat that then my grandma prepared. So I, I want both, but I fucking want turkey, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'll take the cold turkey day after on a sandwich. That's about nice. it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not eating I'm it that night. No it's doubt. not going to happen. I do the same thing, dude. I'm like, I basically only eat the turkey the next day, and I'll eat ham the, you know, the night of. Um, you guys both had great answers. Uh, unfortunately, they were both uh, both incorrect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. But um, the, the correct If you say the correct, the correct answer is fucking ham, I'm going to choke you. <laughs> no, I won't. I will not say that. <laughs> the correct the correct answer was um, the turkey that bit me um, when I was probably six years old, and then my <laughs> uncle killed, went outside and killed the turkey and served it for yes! Thanksgiving. That was the best meat for Thanksgiving nice, because nice, it was vengeance nice. meat. Vengeance meat. <laughs> okay, say vengeance meat. One uh, more time, you get me excited. Vengeance meat. <laughs> well, I was gonna say revenge meat. No, there's something better. Yeah, it's yeah, it's vengeance meat. Yeah. Um, okay, question number two. What is the proper way to kill a pig? And again, you're not gonna get this question right, so you don't need to go deep into it. But just what, what's the proper way of of killing a pig? Quickly, sweetly, thoughtfully. <laughs> Quickly, I'm sticking like that. with quickly. Nice answers. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah, I like that. 
Mikey, putting your dick Great in the ass doesn't I, count. <laughs> it does that, not yeah, count. that would Mikey, not kill you it. You can't either, do that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I will not. Um, the, the correct answer is is actually is is probably quickly, but um, but in what it what it isn't is the way that I first kill a pig, killed a pig, which was the farm that I worked at, and we chased it um for probably an hour oh. uh, in the dark. And then the guy that I was with who said he was a professional pig uh, sl- killer shot it like five times. No! Oh, and this poor, this poor pig had the worst end of its life. So that's, Jimmy, that's Jimmy actually gets a point there because it's okay. Okay. correcting just quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the worst. Someone should shoot that guy in the shoulder and let him run around in the woods for <laughs> yeah. a while and see how he likes it. Yes, I think it's a good for idea. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Question number three. So Jimmy has, I'm going to give you half a point for that one. Half a point? That's Fucking generous. bullshit. That's, I answered that correctly. Maybe, <laughs> fuck okay, off, so Mikey. Quickly, I get a whole point. Correct, yeah. Put me down for a whole I should point. Have, I should have. Okay. Jimmy, whole po- thank you whole for point. advocating for yourself. No problem. Yeah, good work. Yeah. Self-advocate. I know, Mikey. Advocate for the pig I've, and for I've yourself. I've been around this yeah. guy before. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. It's a blessing. Um, okay. Next question. What's the best morning meat uh, do I go first? You can ding ding whenever you want. Whoever rings in I'm first. I'm going to say right now, uh, uh, no. M- no meat. No morning meat. Yeah. <laughs> now, I need to decide. Do I want the point here? Because I know the right answer. <laughs> I just don't know if I want to give you that answer. In my you mind, can do whatever the, you want. The, the right Dealer's morning choice. meat is mine. But... The right nice. answer, I yes. think, is Mikey's. Let's just be real here. Mikey's meat <laughs> is the right morning meat. So, My mind didn't even go there, and I love. Hold on, I have to go to. Here. I have to go to the judges. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, judges say um, that he's he's kind of right, but it's not the correct answer. Um, the correct answer uh, is the time that Mikey and all of his friends ate five pounds of bacon and then went and played basketball and got accused of smelling like bacon by the other team. <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting. It was coming out of our pores. Wow, that's that's vile. Yeah, that is so yes. five pounds that's, of bacon with your friends in the morning. That's not great. Um, my not great. speaking of. Eating a lot of bacon. Uh, growing <laughs> up, I had a buddy who was vegan, and he decided to break his veganism, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, one night all hammered <laughs> with, bacon, that. So with a bacon eating contest that. with another buddy. Yes! Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was also that microwavable bacon. It's like, oh, know, oh. It's probably cooked already. Oh. Who knows? I don't understand how that all yeah. works. It's magic inside those boxes. It's sh- but oh yeah, it didn't end well. He threw up fucking right. bacon all imagine. over my deck. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, and that that bacon, it's like eating glass shards. It's yeah. so crispy. It's like it's dangerous. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It probably Not didn't good. feel great coming back up. I, there had to be no, at I least like, yeah. a dozen boxes that we cooked for them to eat. <laughs> Oh my oh, god! Yeah, that's amazing. Sick. Yeah, and I want to really jump back in hard. At some yeah. point soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go both feet first. Microwave bacon. Okay, uh, microwave bacon. <laughs> <laughs> my old nickname in high school. Um, okay, so final question mm-hmm. for all the beans: mm. What's the proper way to cook a chicken? 
spatchcocked and oven, and then put it in the oven. Solid answer. Absolutely James. solid answer. I'm going to take that another level. I'd say spatchcocked, no question about it. Uh, started on the stovetop. Yeah. Nice hot cast iron pan. Put some weight on top of that thing. Maybe another hot mm-hmm. pan or another not hot pan. I don't really give a shit. Something with some good weight on it and then finished in the oven. Yeah. Great answer. Not the correct answer, but great answer. <laughs> the correct bullshit. The correct answer is to have a party at your house and get so drunk <laughs> that you put a chicken on the grill and then forget about the chicken until a week and a half later when your wife's dad visits and he opens up the grill and there's a chicken covered in so many maggots that you can't even see the chicken. That's the that's, correct answer. That's the correct right. answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That it happened it happened really to someone happens. I know intimately. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not a good day for you, Mikey. So technically, Jimmy he won with with a wow. solid I one. Feel like, this is only I feel the like I won. You wow. should. You did win. Yeah. This is only the second uh, quiz in history of our show where someone's actually won, where someone's actually scored a point. Jimmy, congratulations! Yeah, thank you very much. Thank really you very impressive. much. Yeah, we have a maggot chicken for you. I'll be sending it. <laughs> Please, send I'll it. be sending it to you in a in a in a padded envelope uh, through the USPS system. It's going to be slow. Snail mail. Snail okay, mail. Okay, USPS. Yeah. Thank you very much. I don't wait until the summer. It's a little cold out for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait till it's peak hot. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Um, we've got two final questions for you before oh gosh, we wrap. Please. This has been so okay. lovely. Oh, geez, I'm um, getting nervous. And, you know, arguably two of the most important questions of the entire interview. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. First, who's your celeb crush? <laughs> and second, um, what meal would you prepare for celeb crush? It can be dinner or it can be breakfast. Yeah. Ooh, very nice. Very <laughs> and no, nice. Um, no microwave bacon. Oh, I don't know. come on. Quick what? dick. Yeah, quick dick, don't, quick don't, don't, don't. Come on. Show a little um, Okay. <laughs> Celebrity crush. Um, I'm not going to know any of these people's names. Can I have multiple? Like, can I have? Can I have multiple people over for this dinner? Extravaganza. Oh yeah, it can it's, be an orgy. It's okay. Your fantasy, sweet, sweet, my sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. sweet. Um, let's see here. Ooh, it can even be first like one a that comes to mind. It can be like Michael Jordan or something if you want. Right, like, right, yeah. right. First one that comes to mind is the girl, the daughter in Yellowstone. I have no fucking idea what her name is. Ooh. Don't Let's know. Look it don't up. Don't know. Look it up, Mikey. Figure it out, will ya? Um, I'd have her over. Who else would I have over? Um, I'm going to... I'll stick with just her for right now. You know? I don't want to get ahead of myself This here, woman. You know? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I don't... Mm, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Piper Parabo. Okay. Piper okay, Parabo. What's your feed? I like her slightly less, knowing her name. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just back that up? Let's pretend like I don't know her name. Um, Perfect. She's going by Jocelyn. Keep it anonymous. Uh-huh. Why no names? Yep. Who needs why to know names? names? I, really. Seriously. Yeah. If there's anything I've yeah. learned in the new dating world, you don't need to know people's names. <laughs> <laughs> lesson for the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Who needs the like intimacy is, uh, and like deep ooh, dives? Oh, yeah. Totally. Ooh. No. Gross. No. Gross. Gross. 
Um, what would I make her for so dinner? So is she not even staying for a meal then, maybe? I mean, <laughs> I'd make her dinner. I'd make her dinner. Let's be real. I, nice. I need to yeah. lead with a talent of mine and... Honestly, probably my <laughs> largest one is cooking. So let's just let's right. stick to and that. Conversationally speaking, at- terrible, dick size, pretty small, <laughs> um, slightly thin. Um, not me, the dick. Um, but I can cook a damn good meal. I would probably make her uh, chicken marsala. It's worked Ooh, before and it'll work classic. again. I'm actually it. waking it, making it for my uh, buddy's birthday in a couple nice. weeks. Who knows? Maybe I'll get lucky. Um, you know, the chick- <laughs> chicken marsala really seals the deal. I love that. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if I've ever made it before. I, I got to get on it. I know. I like Making. that you've kept it classic, too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I know. I, I probably made it during yeah. culinary school, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I made it. I worked Jimmy, at this a, was Italian. so fun. Oh. <laughs> she's she's cutting you off. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I right, fuck off. Never mind. <laughs> Chicken marsala. Let's fucking. Chicken marsala. Right? It's great. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm still solid. Here. You guys want to hang out more? <laughs> Jimmy, we love you. We love you either way. You can come over and cook me marsala anytime. Perfect. You know what happens oh, after that, though, Mikey. Lumpy. Oh yeah, yeah. D for days, <laughs> yeah. D mm-hmm. for days. Jimmy, tell us, tell people that are local to Portland uh, where they can get the products that you make. Uh, easiest place to get our products is at Provador Fine Foods on Sandy Boulevard. Uh, we've got a full retail butcher shop there. We typically have almost every cut you could think about in there. We've got beef, yeah. pork, lamb, chickens, ducks, rabbits. You name it, it's over there. If we don't have it. You can do a special order through the guys at the counter. Um, that's probably Fuck the easiest yeah. way to do it. If you really want to get crazy with it and go big, um, reach out through the website or something like that. Um, or if you're a restaurant or restaurateur, or, you know, you fancy yourself a chef and you want a whole fucking pork belly to smoke, <laughs> you can hit us yeah. up through the website. We'll get you something. What did I just get yesterday at Provador? Beef slam tubes? Oh yeah, the slam tubes, slam jams, We're, slam jams, slam jams. Uh-huh. Yep, they're called that, slam beef slam jams, dude. I've already eaten three of them. Jams. They're fucking I know. so yummy. They're really good. They are quite Oof. tasty. Well, it's because, dude. It's so these are kind of like a larger, like a uh, um, slim jim sort of it's thing, like or a like slim, a, um, it's like a slim jim. We probably shouldn't say that on here. Yeah. I'm going to get a fucking cease and desist. But um, <laughs> slim jim, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not too. made with nasty E. coli positive beef. So that's a win. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It. it's really well, it's good It's also beef. just seasoned properly. It needs to stay refrigerated. Sorry, guys. You can't leave it on the fucking dash of your car. But it's a tasty little <laughs> snack stick. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. well, this was so fun. We love you, Jimmy. Yeah, Great hanging with you, you guys. Love this. you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, keep I'll see treating you guys those uh, animals well. Absolutely. Mikey, let's get a beer soon, okay? Done. Bye. Ta ta. That was a great time with our buddy Jimmy. He's funny as hell. We love him. 
Hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show and hope that you will join in every week and tell a friend and have them tell a friend the butterfly effect of podcasting. Reach out to us at on Instagram at Mikey and Rin or let's eat at MikeyandRin.com. Again, we love you guys. Cook up some delicious food this week. Find a local rancher, someone that's selling really delicious meat that's raised properly and killed properly. And, you know, don't feel guilty about eating meat, but just think about it. Think about it, think about it, and do it right. We love you guys. Bye.